There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well best bits of tonight's show. I wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. Boris Johnson has, for the first time, committed to an independent inquiry into the coronavirus pandemic. The Prime Minister said it was not right to devote huge amounts of official time to an inquiry when the UK is in the middle of a pandemic. I think he's quite right, actually. Mm. Uh, Patrick Christie is the broadcaster and Conservative commentator who joins us now. Patrick, good evening. Good evening, James. How are you? Yeah, I'm OK. Uh, Ash, you all right? I'm all right, mate, yeah. Are you sure? OK, yeah, I think that's OK. Good, Patrick. Um, so it does seem a bit of a waste of time. They've got loads of stuff to be attending to now. Why do you think Boris has given in? Well, I'm not sure whether or not he has actually given in because he's not given any specifics whatsoever about the nature of this inquiry, which can take multiple different forms or indeed when it is going to happen. I would just like to start by saying that the word inquiry sounds nice, but so does the word marriage until you're actually in one. The reality is we've got a few high profile. Oh, dear, dear Patrick, (laughs) what happened, mate? Who was she? I'd rather not. I'd rather not. No. No, look, the, okay. reality, the reality is that we've had a few high-profile inquiries in relatively recent times. The Iraq War, the death of Dr. David Kelly, these cost millions of pounds. They take years yeah. to reach an outcome. And then when they do, I think it's fair to say that the outcome proved nothing substantive. They're whitewashers, they're just, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're, well, they're not they necessarily, are, look, but probably the person who was in charge yeah. at the time is no longer in charge. Yeah. Well, exactly. This is it. Now, look, there does need to be an inquiry because this is a massive event and, and this yeah. and the other. But I think there needs to be one for two, two reasons. And uh, one is a lot more substantive than the other. Firstly, of course, the care home death in the UK is about 26,500, mm. about 40% of our total death. I think there's probably a scandal there, sending COVID patients out of hospital into care homes. Yeah. If that was one of my relatives who died, I'd want an inquiry into that. But I wouldn't want it now. I'd want them to be devoting all of their resources to the matter in hand. And we are yeah. not over this yet. And it'll the be a better reason- inquiry when more time has passed as well. They'll well, be able to exactly. look at more. Mm. Exactly that. And the other reason which Ed Davey raised, I'm no doubt we'll come on to him in a minute, but uh, the other reason that Ed Davey raised is that, is that health workers, have, uh, a lot of health workers have died, 550 in England and Wales out of a total of around 3,000 worldwide. But the line I expect the government to take on this, and one that actually is true, is that we were fed some seriously duff information initially by the Chinese government about the nature of this virus. And by the time mm, yeah. it dawned on us, the reality of this, China has mysteriously imposed massive trade sanctions on the distribution of protective equipment to the West. And what protective equipment that was available was rightly assigned to the countries most in need at that time, Italy and Spain. 
So we were left short, and that cost lives. But is that our government's fault? Not really. Mm. No, um, but everything that, uh, of course, everything that goes wrong in the country is supposedly the uh, the government's fault, isn't it? Um, and I find it amazing. I'm beginning to wonder, you know, I've been a big supporter of Boris's and um, and I think considering, you know, suddenly being thrust into this uh, uh, virus at this time, he's he's handled it pretty well. But I'm just beginning to wonder if some of the advice he's been given is really not up to scratch. And I, I mean, who is giving him all the advice at the moment, I wonder? Well, this is part of the problem, isn't it? And from what I'm hearing, actually, there is now a very, very small team, and that team basically is singularly one person, and that person is called Dominic Cummings. But just, just to return to, 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 to the master in hand, if there is an inquiry, then it has to, by definition, deal with everything in the round, right? It has to deal with the positives and the negatives. And there have been some positives. I don't want to sound like Rafa Benitez in his Liverpool pomp here, but here are some actual facts, really, that, that Ed Davey and Co. choose not to mention, which is 8.9 million people received 80% of their wage because of the furlough scheme. And then you look at the self-employed allowance, 2.6 million people. Now, this totals 20% of the entire UK population directly benefiting financially from Boris Johnson's government, and that is massive. Then you look at the Nightingale hospitals that popped up, London, Manchester, Birmingham, Bristol, Harrogate, I think there might have been a couple of others as well. There were 5,000 new beds there. This was in conjunction with existing NHS hospitals, creating 33,000 new beds. That's the equivalent, James, of 50-5-0 new hospitals. Now, that is saved an inquantifiable number of lives. Yes, there have been mistakes. Those we didn't have the nurses for them, though, did we? We didn't have the nurses. Well, that's very true. It's very true. And these are some of the issues that will be borne out, absolutely. But we can't look at this now as an entirely negative experience by having an inquiry. It seems like we have to pin this on someone. Well, probably, yes, there are mistakes. But there are positives, and those should be highlighted as well in this. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Right, OK, let's just get back. We're very, very sort of serious first hour, didn't Sorry, we? Yeah, we yeah, uh, we yeah. need to, to lighten up, lighten I suppose, up, although yeah. there's nothing much light in it. Um, yeah. What are you doing? Just turning the page, because it's the next bit. Oh, it's on okay. a different page. Well, why don't you start it off? Why don't you start it off, and then uh, I'll do the... <laughs> OK, well, look, right, this right. VAT cuts, we're all very excited. It's gone from 20 down to 5%, so we're all very excited about that. But some shops are saying, well, yeah, but we're going to still charge the same and keep the money ourselves. But the whole point of it is... Hang on, could I just... just stimulate this is, us buying on. stuff. This, this is in the restaurant business. I'm no, not this sure is the whole. No, this is the whole of everything. I think VAT's been cut, man. Big to chains 5%. reduced price. The whole, the, okay. whole price. the whole thing? No, no, it says here, the price of eating out oh. at I, many popular restaurant chains has been cut from oh, right. today. Okay. So just, I, I, I However, many small businesses are to yet sign up to the oh, scheme. Well, right. let's find out. Michelle, yeah. Owens is MB- Michelle Owens is an MBE. That's good. We well, haven't we- even got an MBE. Well, no. No. I turned yours Uh, down. She's founder of the Small Business Britain organisation. She joins us now. Michelle, good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good. good. Now, I better explain first. You know, if you haven't heard us before, uh, this show kind of doesn't really follow the normal paths, if you you, um, (laughs) see what I mean. So I might ask you questions, then we might sort of get sidetracked into other areas. Okay. But we'll try. Yes. Okay. So we'll try. We'll try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, is this a VAT reduction on everything? 
Uh, no, no, uh, you're oh. right, it is just an hospitality, yeah. so it's not a VAT. So I told you it was just restaurants and cafes, James. No, you flipping didn't. You were the one who said it was on everything. <laughs> Did I? Was that? Mm. Now, um, I'm quite interested in restaurants because my family have one, very small, mm-hmm. very small one. Uh, and the people who go in there don't really worry about the price, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Because if they were to worry about the price, then the restaurant oh, would have closed down a long time ago. I see where this is because going. Because it's very right. small. Um, and lots, well, they're being criticised, a lot of the smaller ones, for not passing it on. Um, but a lot of people have said, oh, don't bother. We, we, we're just happy to be able to come back. Well, they can leave really that as a tip it. after, can't they, after? Well, whatever. But, um, and so a lot of people are being castigated for this, uh, which I think is slightly unfair. Uh, if you can afford to normally go out and pay £50 a head or something for a meal, uh, you're probably not bothered about getting £10 off. So it's the, the big chains who are, are making a lot out of this and going on, well, you know, you can get your Mackey D much cheaper, you can get your uh, Nando's, you can get your, um, well, all of them. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the smaller businesses are saying they won't pass it on. Is that right? I think it's kind of mixed across the board. Um, you've got to remember as well that, you know, for small businesses, um, changing prices does also require quite a lot of work as well for them. And they're tiny and, you know, a lot of them still haven't got all their staff back and they're trying to get back on their feet from what's been a really devastating time for small yeah. businesses. So, you know, I think the, the VAT cut kind of has two goals, really. One is it's to put to support the sector, both, both to encourage yeah. people back, obviously spend money, but also to support businesses and small businesses are a massive part um, of the hospitality sector your family business you know you know being one of them and of course it's not just the VAT it's the, the eat out to help out scheme uh, mm-hmm. in August which is a massive massive um, boom for the sector um, and that's you know I think the key thing there is the huge, what's hugely important is that small businesses take advantage of this because you do have unlike the VAT which is just automatic you do have to sign up for the eat out to help out scheme um, and obviously you know, big businesses, loads of big businesses have signed up. But what we really want is local small businesses signing up for this because it's it's a massive boom for the customer, of course, because lots of cash back. But also it's going to drive footfall. It's going to encourage people back in. And, you know, the small small local businesses need that after lockdown. So I should get my daughter-in-law to contact you and you tell her all about it. <laughs> she, she can contact me or she can just go, you know, she can go straight to the government website and, and register. Um, it's really quick and easy. Hmm. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, get on board. She with doesn't want her to and... call her, is what she's saying politely. <laughs> oh, okay. No, if it's, she may well have done I don't know. I don't have a lot to do with it, but she may well have done it. I'm just, I'm, but I'm really talking about all small businesses. And sometimes just to, to redo the menus in your restaurant and redo all the prices... Uh, can take m- time and cost you a bit of money that you probably don't have. Well, I mean, this is absolutely true. And, you know, you're looking at a sector that's had to really shut down hugely. Yeah. Loads of small businesses couldn't pivot to, to takeaways or, or other things during lockdown. So, you know, they've got months of rent to catch up on. You know, they're absolutely. trying to bring their staff back. They're trying to get people back off furlough. It's a big mountain to climb. So, you know, I think we, we need don't to ever go. Don't ever go into the restaurant business to make money unless you're one of these who has hundreds. Because it, you, it, all you want to do is try and break even and you'll be happy. Well, not now with social distancing. That's very difficult now. Yeah. But it is true. And, and small businesses have got that to cope with as well. You know, a lot of them have had to take out half of their covers. Um, mm-hmm. 
so you're kind of, you know, really the key thing for them, and this is why I think the Eat Out to Help Out, which is Monday to Wednesdays, obviously in August, is really important because it is to, to help drive footfall on those quieter days um, to help um, to help pay for those overheads because the sort of acknowledgement that actually you, you are going to get less people in per day. It might take people away from the popular days. They might, well, I might eat out on a Monday now instead of going out on the Thursday. Oh, quite possibly, but as long as you go to a small mm. business, I don't mind. Doesn't matter, because they still get the same money because they get the tenner from the government, don't they, per head? The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Donald Trump has claimed credit for Britain's Huawei ban. Trump wants meetings with Putin before the election. It's all getting very exciting, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Things are moving, yeah. yeah. Let's talk to Ryan Harris of uh, KM, KOMO. Como. Como. Uh, news radio in Seattle, where I think we used to talk regularly to no. one of their hosts, didn't we? No, you're Wasn't thinking it? about Kogo Was in that? San Diego, Kogo. Very similar. I thought we did one in Seattle as well. Anyway, I never mind. Uh, Ryan, good evening. Hey, good Well, it's a good afternoon here, but good evening to you. Good evening. Good um, afternoon. Now, uh, are you on the air in a few minutes, I'm led to believe? Uh, well, it's, I'm in the middle of a rather busy day, but I have uh, peeled aside a few minutes for you, so take your time. Do what you need to do. Thanks, man. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much indeed. Well, that's actually, very un-American. He actually prepares his kind. Oh, I don't you know prepare. if it's un-American. We're, we're quite often generous. <laughs> no, they are very generous. Yeah, they are. No, they are. Yeah. Whenever I've been there, invited by Americans, they can't yeah. do enough for you. Very really, hospitable people, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we've uh, ironed that one out, thank goodness for that. Um, So, are you doing a programme there later, or are you the boss of the station, or what? I I am none of the above. I am uh, one of the reporters, and uh, right now, one of our big stories is the uh, effort to defund the Seattle police by 50% (laughs) in response response to the movement. Um, yeah, a lot of people getting the wrong idea about Black Lives Matter, aren't they, really? They're not realising the sort of movement they actually are, which more or less, what, Marxist? Well, it depends on which part of the, the group that you see out there uh, you're looking at. We had sort of three distinct groups working at one point in Seattle. You have the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I will label them the legitimate part of the movement in the sense that they are the ones who are actually making this call and looking for what uh, folks in Seattle are calling a reimagining of public safety. Then you have the Antifa folks who are just out there to stir up trouble. And then you have a a criminal element that's just uh, looking to loot and steal and destroy things. And, uh, you know, all of them sort of came together in recent weeks. Do you, um, I better watch how I phrase this, but do you, do you think there is still an enormous amount of racism, both by the police and other, other people and organisations in America? I mean, unfortunately, you have a history of it. You know, I think it's, it's kind of hard to avoid it with the way the current system is set up because it's sort of inherent. I mean, when you talk about the, the history of how black people have been treated in this country, it went it's from appalling. slavery to, mm. yeah, and it went from slavery to incarceration almost immediately. And that sort of mentality has continued on. Uh, yeah. And, you know, even, even among a good, what one would call, you know, good cops, 
you will find that it's just a, a system that sort of uh, is, is unbalanced against people of colour. Do you think the training of American police is wrong? Because it seems to be a very easy training system to go through, doesn't it? I just think there's there's not enough of it. Uh, and I don't think there's enough of a focus on, um, uh, you know, the things like de-escalation in tense situations. Seattle claims to have led the way when it comes to de-escalation training for police. Uh, I don't think there's enough when it comes to racial equity. But as part of this reimagining, and, and I'm, uh, you know, starting to favor it, it's not so much that we want to eliminate police, but to send more the right person for the right call. You don't need always need an armed officer when you have somebody having a mental health crisis. What you need is a, a trained mental health professional and a yeah, social sure. worker who can get them into the services they need. Yeah. Absolutely right. I mean, I'm just hoping I live long enough to see the day when people can actually understand what the colour of your skin is doesn't make any difference at all. And I suppose with, with the some of the horrific uh, footage I have seen um, since all this happened uh, online about uh, black guys just being strung up because they said the wrong word to a white chap is just the most disgusting thing I think I've ever seen. Well, it's like that video that came out recently of this group that uh, surrounded and attacked a black man, and one of them, you know, called out, hey, somebody get me a noose, because they claimed as he was going to a public beach that he had crossed on private property. Well, oh, these people dear. weren't cops. It wasn't up to them to stop him in the first place, and the only reason they did it is, let's face facts, is because he's black. Mm. So they're racist, mm. yeah. yeah. It's interesting, right. though, isn't oh, it? Because it's a racist country, but yet you had an, a, 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 a black president. And yet, could he have done more to help the situation, or is the president not, doesn't have the powers quite to to change it? You know, I, in hindsight, I don't know if Barack Obama could have done more. I think he certainly uh, went a long way in terms of uh, proving that anybody can hold the office and maintain the dignity of the office. And that, to me, speaks volumes. But, you know, you talked again about the, the history of this country, and it you know, the thing that I've often found disappointing is that we have very high ideals and so frequently fail to live up to them. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. Can you what's up? Yeah, I can. What's up, man? You got your walkie-talkie on? No, hold on. My TV's come on for some reason. I muted it and it's come on. That's Funny right. weather. I'm, that's I'm going, that is very mysterious, man. Good evening, James. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, Ash, you all right? I'm all right, man, yeah. All you right. sure? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that's okay. <laughs> Good, Patrick. You're part of the problem, so I'm part of the problem of racism. Right, well, that's put me in my place, hasn't it? My auntie Dorothy, she had salt in her porridge, right? Oh, right. And, she, and okay. I went, did you not want salt in your tea? And she went, oh, you're so spiteful, Petsy. No, oh, well, pet. Yeah, but she said Petsy. I mean, she was from the oh. 1920s. I don't want you getting into that shaving. We talked all about that with a beautician yeah. the other and, night, um, and it got a bit saucy. With so the no. strings, we talked about that, didn't we? No, no, no. right, stop. No. Threading, that was it. Could he be a was lot sitting on the side of the street when I was coming to work one day, and I felt sorry for him. I said, come and sit in the studio. We'll never look back since. We're trying to get rid of him. Do you want him? Absolutely, a turn up, James. A turn up. All right, yes, Neeps. You know that, Ash. A turn up. No, a turn up. He said a turn up. That could be described as racist. How could a turn up be racist?
That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.